I've been doing it since 1999. 99? Oh, okay. Yes, All right. He's really old. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot, Tyler. This is how we start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Bashing me, your pops. <laughs> oh, all right. And and Lance, you you, you got the, st- the timer started? I started one too over here. Uh, well, I'm gonna look here because it's you got like 40 seconds. You guys do like little breaks in between or something or? No, we usually just do it straight. Straight. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you need to? No, if I could just one second, like during the, the podcast, I could just stretch or something. Wow. Oh, folks, gotta move a little bit. <laughs> I sit all day. That's why we have the wheelie chairs. You can roll around <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you want an hour? Yeah. Uh, about, about. I, I have a little timer here, too, but yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Just came from work. Really? Yeah, I did an overnighter. Then I had to rush home, get her. Had to change real quick. It was crazy. You see what your dad does to, to yes. give you opportunities? <laughs> I'm very appreciative. Well, I, I thank you both for being here thank so you. early in the morning. Um, well, first off, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what your martial art of choice is? Yes. Okay, so, hey, um, my name is Tara Blue Sanchez. Um, I'm a judoka. been practicing judo for about five years now. Yeah. Um, and you are a what belt? A brown belt. Brown belt. Yes. Okay. And how old are you? 14. 14 years yes. old. All right. Mm-hmm. And dad, your uh, name? My name is uh, Blue Sanchez. I'm the father of Tara Blue Sanchez. And uh, I do martial arts as well. I uh, do uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu under J.T. Torres. And that's it. Well, we won't ask you your okay. age. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you guys very much for coming. Um, I happened to run into you guys at Secret Roll Club. It was a good good event. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. How was that for you, getting to, to roll and beat up a bunch of uh, Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> players instead? <laughs> Um, it was really fun because I've never done anything like that, training jiu-jitsu outside, all these different jiu-jitsu people. And it was a really good opportunity to put myself out there in the jiu-jitsu community, especially since I don't train jiu-jitsu, but my dad does, so a lot of his friends know me. So it was good to meet all those people, introduce myself, and it was really fun. Yeah. yeah, especially in an environment like that where it's it's kind of like all the gyms coming together and yeah. hanging out, mm-hmm. grilling, you know. That was a, a really, really nice, nice event. For those of you listening that don't know what Secret Roll Club is, it's basically like a pop-up jujitsu event. You know, they don't tell you where it is until like two days before. And then it's everyone coming together, rolling, hanging out. The special guests, uh, instructors. This time we had, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, it was uh, DJ Jackson. DJ Jackson, yes, yes, yes. A lot of fun, a lot of fun. He beat me up too, so <laughs> that was fun. Did you get a chance to roll with him? No. No? <laughs> Were you afraid or something? Maybe. <laughs> I don't think, I think he would have had something to, to be scared about, really, after seeing you throw a couple people on their head. There wasn't a lot of stand-up, so. Uh, that's, that's true, that's true. I think he would have made an exception for you, though. So uh, what got you into martial arts? I know, Dad, you said you were into martial arts first, but what do you feel was the uh, initial pull to martial arts? Well, it's kind of funny because the only reason why I started doing judo was because some of my siblings had dabbled a little bit in martial arts before, and I know my dad really loved martial arts, so I was like, I would like to make him happy. I knew he, <laughs> he wanted he wanted me to do it, so I did it to, to try it out to make him happy, 
and I fell in love with it instantly. I made friends, had so much fun, just drew me in, and ever since then, it's been been my been my thing. Yeah. Did you start with judo, or did you try a couple other things? First? No, just judo. Didn't do anything else. It was just judo, and it's been judo since then. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's usually uh, not what we hear. Usually, a lot of the guests that we have, they're like, I tried karate first, or boxing first, and then they settled into something else after two or three or four things. But you, you, you stuck with it. That's yeah. good. <laughs> so, uh, you said you've been doing it for five years, right? Yes. And uh, you're 14, so you are in what, seventh grade? No, I'm a, fr- I'm a freshman in high school. Oh, okay, all right. I'm, yeah. I'm bad at the math, <laughs> the school math. Yeah. So, uh, how do you, how do your your fellow like classmates? How do they feel about? Um, well, a lot of the time they're shocked. They're like, well, most of the time they don't know what judo is, so I have to explain it, and they still don't understand. So I'll have to show them videos, and they they kind of get it. So. Usually they they ask me questions and then afterwards they're a little afraid of me, but (laughs) (laughs) I I let them know I'll I'll protect them. And everyone's really supportive. When they find out I'm doing tournaments, they get really happy and they say, good luck, Tara. And it's it's a good community, good good way to make friends, start conversation. Do you feel like it's helped you in school? Like maybe like the focus that you have to have in judo helps you focus in school or is like completely different for you? Definitely. I think the weird thing is judo made me more social. I don't know how, oh, okay. but after I started doing judo, I kind of broke out of my shy shell, and I became a social butterfly, and I started talking to a lot more people, and it added a different aspect to my personality that I don't think I would have had if I hadn't done judo. So, okay, yeah. yeah. I, I got into martial arts about, uh, about 14, 15 years old. I started with boxing, and it was the same thing. I was picked on a lot. I wasn't very good at, at communicating with people, and then... Started boxing, got a little bit more confidence, and then I was able to not be as much of a nerd. I still am a nerd, but I can relate. I'm, I'm the biggest nerd ever. Uh, what, how are you nerdy? What do you like? I I just like reading and writing and all that type of stuff. I love school. I'm so interested in school and learning. It's like everyone hates school. I don't know how I love school so much. See, I'm, yeah. I'm a different sort of nerd. I wasn't great in school, but I, I was always reading comic books and watching cartoons and playing video games. So <laughs> I'm the, the less productive nerd. You, that's good that you're a, a productive nerd. Uh, so uh, you said uh, she said that, you know, the, the students feared her. I guess that was probably good for you, especially, yeah. you know, getting to the, the boys stage, too. Right. Yeah. yeah they fear her. <laughs> but that, that could set up an attraction, too. Too, for boys, oh, she's tough. She's, she's dangerous. Strong. She's dangerous. <laughs> she can protect me now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I so. think I intimidate most of them. So, That's true. <laughs> so how how often are you training? Um, I train three days a week right now for about three hours. I would say, yeah, three hours. Okay, training right. session. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of CrossFit for a while, but I've postponed that for now. Hopefully, we'll get back into that. So. Are you only training uh, that much now because the school year started? Do you usually train more like during breaks or during uh, the summer? Yeah, during the summer I train a lot more because I don't have school. I, I do like private classes with my sensei or do extra CrossFit classes. But now that school started and I just start high school, it's a lot of work on top of work. So, But I still get my training in there. I still, still train all the time. So Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> and um, how often do you feel like, you know, maybe you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm I want to do this or that, or I want to hang out with friends. But now, I gotta go to go to the gym. I gotta go train. I gotta go to the dojo. Does that happen a lot for you? 
I feel that just started happening this year <laughs> because um, in my high school, there's a lot of clubs. There's a lot of things yeah. I'm interested in. There's, they have the newspaper club, student government, uh, beat at drama, so many things that I want to try out, and even wrestling. And I really, I still want to focus on my judo, but you, can, you only have so much time in the day to do so many things. So you really have to prioritize what you want to do when you want to do it. So you have enough time. And I'm going to be there for four years, so hopefully I can try as many things as I want. But judo right now is my number one thing behind school. So Okay, yeah. so you feel like it's a worthy sacrifice yes, to be able to definitely. do judo. Mm-hmm. Dad, how do you feel hearing that? You know, that there's, as you said, there's only so many hours in a day, and there's all these things that she wants to do. And as much as she loves judo, it might be nice to do some other things. Yeah. Wow, she has a lot of her hands up. On her plate because she's busy all the time, training, 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 and uh, we had we had a CrossFit, so it was always training, CrossFit, judo, CrossFit, and even when we go on vacation, she's competing. You know, we try to include it all together. <laughs> because it's just, you know, I'm proud of her because for 14, you want to be with friends, you want to you know do things, hang out, but she don't get time to do any of that. There's no time, I guess. So then how do you, because uh, I, I, you hear a lot about these, these like student athletes or, uh, you know, like uh, student performers, and when they get a little bit older, they feel like they missed out on a big portion of their childhood. What do you look for as the, the guardian to make sure that you're balancing both of those lives for her? Well, I try, you try to make it fun for her, like when we go out. You know, every time we go out different states for to competition, you know, we try to spend a lot of time with her, make things, make the trip fun. Okay. You know? So and you don't just do the the training; you'll maybe like go out and like do some sightseeing and stuff yes, too. Yes. Okay. Every every major national tournament they have a training camp, mm-hmm. and so what we'll do is we'll skip the training camp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> try to have a little fun for her because we know she's young, and and you know, I don't want her to fall on me like, oh, dad. You know, when I was younger, we competed so much. There was so many competition. I didn't have fun doing things at my age. So I, I try to, like, balance it out. It's, you know, it's hard, but we try. Uh, like la- like this year in July, we went to uh, for one of the tournaments to Fort Lauderdale. And, you know, we tried to beat time. Last year, we went to that same tournament. We went to uh, Universal. Universal Studio. We, you know, we try to take time to, you know, we have fun. But, all right but it's hard it's hard then then while you guys are on the lines for the rides you could practice some of your throws and stuff on dad right <laughs> yes yes i've done that in the house too the house, throwing them the on kitchen. the shopping cart on oh, the bed wow. <laughs> it's not fun it hurts <laughs> no mats i bet i bet yeah so uh that's actually uh interesting because a lot of the people that we well we just had someone else on uh recently junior Acasio. uh a brown belt from uh, Unity Jiu-Jitsu, and he was saying that um, he makes it a point to not have any free time. That like even when he's on vacation, it's not really a vacation. He's always training and training and training and training. And uh, a lot of people said, you know, like that's good for him. But if I did that, I would burn out. Do you think it's the same thing for you that if you train too much, that your brain just goes, I can't do this anymore, and you kind of freak out? Yes, I definitely believe. That would be the case for me because there's only so much you can take, you know, 
the brain. People need sleep. They need time to relax and just time to wind down and reflect and look at themselves and be like, is this what I really want to be doing? Or am I am I fully enjoying my life right now? And there are certain things away from training, away from your job, certain hobbies or activities that you know, fulfill your life, make you happy, and everyone should have should have something like that in their life. So what is that for you? What are the things outside of judo that make you happy? Um, <laughs> Food. <laughs> hamburgers. <laughs> um, definitely hamburgers right now. Um, ever since sixth grade, I really have this, like, love for acting, and I joined the drama club in my okay. high school, the freshman drama club, so I really want to expand on that. Okay. Yeah, that interest. And when you start getting into things like stage combat too, and you get to marry both of those together. It's true, yeah. 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 That's that's good. And do you see something like that? Well, actually you said that you one of the things you want to do is like something like journalism, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, what what about journalism is attractive to you? I think the important thing about journalism, especially in the society, is people with all the media, people need to be getting their write unbiased news and especially nowadays with all the controversies and political climate I think there's a lot of you know things that that aren't getting across to people and I just want to have people know the right knowledge the right information and I just love to write like expressing my feelings whether it's creative writing or just informational writing I think it's just important for people to be able to express themselves, also feed information to others, and just try to make the world a better place through through your creative arts, whatever you whatever you want to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, it it sounds like you're you're very well spoken. So something like this <laughs> is is probably great for you. Something like journalism, and also you 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 have a maturity to the way you think about things. Thank you. So those are the two of the things that I think are the most important for journalism. I know. They're things that they've, they've helped me so far. Although maybe not so much the maturity. I still like to <laughs> goof around and say a lot of jokes. But no, no, the, the, you're, you're very uh, well thought out with your ideas. So thank that's, you. That's good. That's good. I look forward to, to seeing what you do with that career path. Um, so, Blue, uh, you, you said you do jujitsu. How long have you been doing jujitsu? Uh, close to 10 years now. Okay. All right, and did you start with jiu-jitsu or was it? No, I started with Jeet Kune Do. Okay. That was my first martial arts back in, uh, like, 1999. Were you training that here in the city? Yes, I was training at a gym called New Breed over in Queens. Oh, okay. And they're still around. And um, stood there for a while. And uh, I fell in love with, with Wing Chun Kung Fu. So I left them and I went to train with someone that just dedicated Wing Chun. And I stood a couple of years doing that. And then from there, just jumped to uh, combat sambo. Did that for a couple of years, and then that's when I went into jiu-jitsu. Okay, all right. And where are you training jiu-jitsu now? You said I'm training currently now. I'm training with uh, JT Torres. Oh, okay, he's, all right. He's out of Hartsdale, New York, mm-hmm. and it's been going good. It's been going good there. Good, good. So, what do you feel? Uh, were the steps that you took to uh, harbor this love of martial arts in your children? Well, I felt it changed my life, sort of, like, kept me calm, relaxed, more focused. And at the same time, you're learning something. You, you know, you're learning a skill, you know, how to defend yourself. 
you know how to, you, you could you could teach someone with it as well you could save someone's life mm-hmm. and um i figure if, you know what it is what, growing up i didn't have that i didn't have parents that you know take me to a dojo or look uh, you know help me out with something like that or put me into sports because they were busy working so when i'm growing up i say well if I went through that, I'm not gonna have my kids go through that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'll, even my, I have other siblings, it's other, so the kids that I have, um, so I have my older boys. I try to put them in martial arts. They, they didn't work out too well. <laughs> so I was lucky with Tara that she stuck with it and she loves it. So and what what do you think? Uh, was it Tara herself, or was it something that you did differently with Tara? Like maybe through the trial and error of the. Your other children. It was one shot deal. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck it in. I snuck her into a dojo to watch, and I and I asked her, "Do you want to try this? Will you try it?" And she said, "Okay, I'll try it." And from there, I was it was uh, love at first sight. You could say she fell in love with Judah right there, and and I've been it's been it's been a nice ride. It's been a nice ride. Met a lot of people. Been traveling competing is it's, it's, it's very fun it's different it's different from a parent's view mm-hmm. when you you know when you do it yourself you're competing you're traveling you know you know you go through it but when you see it from your, it's your child and you know they're winning and they're doing all these things and they're working out and they're young and they start at a young age it, it's a whole it's a whole feeling it's a whole different feeling so how how is the competition for you watching her her go against these other people. Nerve wracking. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Nerve wracking, but uh, but I, I I learned how to control my nerves. Okay. And you know, and when you accept now, if, if if she loses a match and she has another opponent to go against, she'll do better. It's a whole process, and you know, we, we had our ups and downs. Yeah, so it took you a while to get to that point where yes. you couldn't control it. Yes. What was it like at first? Screaming, howling, going crazy. <laughs> My mom is even worse. She gets yeah. so nervous. Oh, no. Yeah. I got that soccer mom uh, syndrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I, we calm down. I get that, too. My parents, when they first saw me fight, like, my, my mom was just like, she's like, I can't watch. And she's just covering her eyes, and she's just screaming on the side. My whole family is like that. I've told this story on the podcast before, but um, for my last fight, my older sister was there. And the whole entire time, it was a boxing match whole entire time during the fight, she's yelling, hit him, hit him, hit him, hit him. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I wasn't going to not hit him before. That's the whole point of the sport. So how how is it for you to have your dad there or have your both of your parents there? Well, my dad sometimes <laughs> be a little controlling. <laughs> but he's a really great supporter, and he's always giving me advice, even when I don't necessarily need it. Oh, you but, don't take it. <laughs> you don't take my advice But sometimes. I love him so much, and he's he's always right there, you know, getting me ready, helping me warm up. Whatever I need, he'll always give it to me. And my mom is just the right amount of counterbalance for him. So they, they, they're like this perfect <laughs> match where if he gets too, like, anxious and crazy, my mom will be calm. And even though she's nervous, she'll help out. So it's like, it's a perfect balance. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. So mm-hmm. both of them there together. Yes. It's, it's all right. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, how are, how what's, what's your mentality like when you're competing? A lot of people, they're super laid back. Some people, they're just thinking about technique over and over again. Some people kind of try to clear their mind. What is it like for you? I try to do a mix of thinking about the match, but also having fun because um, I feel like if you you think too much about it, 
you would you you would get too nervous. So, I think it's important to know who you're fighting, wa- kind of watch their game, think about what you can do, or sort of imagine or envision how you can win that match. But also, the part of of competitions and tournaments is having fun. You know, it's an experience that you're gonna gain that you're gonna that you're gonna look back at in the future and be like, wow, I had fun. So I think it's important to be around the people you love, your friends, your teammates, do funny things and. It's, it has to be a balance because you can't have too much of one thing. You know, it's gonna it's gonna mess it up. Yeah, that's I how I feel. I agree. I agree. If you're not having fun, then it kind of stifles the creativity. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, we're in a creative sport. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 of course there are there are rules, and you know, is you know, some people argue that it's not art at all, um, but. Uh, you know, it, it absolutely is. Martial yes. arts, mm-hmm. uh, you need that creativity. You need to be able to just, like, kind of flow and have that stream of consciousness. So it's good that you're able to tap into that. Uh, Dad, are you the same way? You try to have fun when you're out there on the mats? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think, just try to get, take care of business. <laughs> That's where I see things, take care of business. But uh, but it's what she's saying. I got to be... I gotta ease down and have more fun. Lately, I've been having more fun with yes. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I accept it. Like if she comes in second place, you know, we accept it. We we analyze what happened, you know, and try to work harder. Try to you know see you know we can't always be first place. We can't always be champion, but we're there to fight. Mm-hmm. That's what yes. we're there for, mm-hmm. and and we accepted that. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to accept that. You know, come back home angry, upset, but but you know we. She worked hard. She proves to me that she works very hard. Good, good. So uh, let's talk more about the competition history that you have. You said you've done a couple national competitions and stuff. So what are the, some of the uh, major competitions you've done? Um, I've done the U.S. Open in Florida twice, uh, the USJA Junior Summer National Tournament, youth, uh, yeah, Youth Nationals. Um, what else? Oof. Liberty Bell. Yeah, Liberty Bell is a, a pretty big one in, in this, the northeastern area of America. Yeah, another uh, one in Florida. Um, grassroots, blo- yeah. Grassroots, we've done Blossom. Uh, cherry Blossom. Yes. There's okay. a lot. There's a lot of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and how have you been doing uh, in uh, these national competitions? Um, lately, I've been doing pretty well. Uh, in the earlier times of the year, around February and March, I... I placed second at the Youth Nationals. Nice. And then at uh, the Summer Nationals, the Summer Junior Nationals in Michigan, I placed first. And then in the All U.S. Right. Open, I placed third. So, yeah. I've been trying to do as many national tournaments to work my way up in the ranks. And right now I'm number two for the 63 kilos uh, juvenile A division. Yeah. Okay. And you haven't done anything <laughs> international yet, right? No, not yet. Okay. Yet. <laughs> that's what we're working yes. towards, right? So is this the the competition that you were uh, promoting, that you're trying to get to next? Yes. So um, tell us a little bit about that one. The 2018 Infantile Pan America Championships in Ecuador. So they take about the, the top three people in each category for mm-hmm. this age bracket, and they invite you to come to Ecuador and fight other people from North America and South America. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. So that's a that's a big one. When is that one? November sixteenth. No, 17? November. We leave number. The, I think it starts like yeah, November sixteenth. Yeah, November sixteenth. We leave November fourteenth. Okay. All right. Oh, so you're not 
going ver- that much earlier than the competition then. You said we no. leave on the 14th? And 14th, we're leaving, and then she has to weigh in on the 16th. Okay. And she fights November 17th. Okay, all right. Are you going with the whole team, or is it just going to um, be the U.S. team? Well, right now at this age, it's not as big as, let's say, an Olympic tournament. So everything is self-funded. And you kind of have to do it on your own. So you take the flight on your own, and you don't really train with the team. It's just you and your parents. And you go, you represent America, but it's not as much as a team as you would think. Okay. So what have you been doing for this self-funding? What have you been doing to try to get the... Um, So we created a GoFundMe page to help get some donations. That's been doing pretty well. We went to secret society role and we secret role club secret <laughs> role, sorry sorry they might listen to this <laughs> <laughs> and we promoted um, my page there and yeah pretty much it okay all right so no no selling candy door-to-door yet no Nothing like that <laughs> no <laughs> all right dad you got a worker you, you gotta get her on the streets <laughs> <laughs> well we're setting up some seminars probably for a to do okay we're working on that but we weren't, you know it's not enough time right now mm-hmm. and we're getting close to the debt to the le- deadline to leave we're getting close so but uh raise raising pretty good the money we're raising is coming in okay and uh Tara got our passport could say her first passport oh, and man. i got to yeah. renew mines but uh and we bought the flights already and and uh you know working working our way to get there you're already more accomplished than i have i don't even have a passport <laughs> yet people roast me all the time for not having yeah, a passport you need to get one yeah, yeah. And if you need help with that let me know i gotta, <laughs> I gotta hook up in the, in the passport place uh we'll talk about this okay. off air this okay. might sound like it's underhand <laughs> no no it's legit, it's legit. okay okay all right yeah but uh is, is international competition or maybe like something like an Olympic, is that what you're working towards right now? Or um, I definitely do want to compete on the international circuit. The Olympics is something that has always been a distant thought, but I, it's not something that I'm really focused on considering on all the other things I want to do in life. Mm-hmm. Because if you have this goal to go to the Olympics, judo has to become your whole life. Yes. And I don't think I'm ready for judo to become my whole life. That, that's that's good that you have that that foresight though to say, I I know that there's people out there that they're training, ten times a week. Yes. <laughs> and this is like the only thing that they do. And you know, I wanna I wanna do this drama. I wanna do this journalism. I wanna do this you know whatever club after school. So you know, as nice as that would be, I'd rather live my life. That, that's that's very mature. Thank you. <laughs> So uh, let me see. I had so many other questions that I had. I can't even remember. Oh, we got through a lot. Lance, I usually give Lance one question. Uh, Lance doesn't uh, train in martial arts, so that's why it's funny for me to have him ask a question. <laughs> not, not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was your age when I stopped. <laughs> um, I watch a lot of anime, so... And usually, it's usually um, young kids doing amazing things. Very much your age. Who's your rival? (laughs) (laughs) That's a loaded question. Okay, so um, last year, uh, well, two years ago, when um, I left my old dojo, Senju Kami, to 
the dojo that I'm currently in, Kakushibudo Institute, I had these two friends, and they we were both we were all around the same age and usually in tournaments we would fight each other so once i had left the school there was there was a lot of tension so we were uh this should i say no. <laughs> okay, don't say okay no, you don't have to know. okay okay so, <laughs> we would so, edit it out okay. too don't worry so um <laughs> so we were both the exact same weight exact same age and we fought each other in every single tournament and it, it got really dramatic it was a lot of tension a lot of tension between even the parents but she i moved up a category and she stayed that category in weight so you know we don't fight anymore then there's another another girl currently where we're also the same weight same age and we fight each other at every tournament and her mom's like one of those crazy judo moms that overreact over everything so (laughs) any little thing i do she'll scream go 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 choke her everything like she'll she's she's (laughs) i can't even explain and right now the girl who's in the number one spot in um in my category she is she's really good she's like she's a beast and i've been training for about like a year now to, to try to catch up with her and i'm getting there slowly but in the future i do see that maybe i can dethrone her so all right. Those are my three rivals. Uh, <laughs> nice. so yeah, three rivals. Yes. Okay. I'm still working on trying to get one. Lance, we should fight after this. Sure. <laughs> does having a rivalry uh, help you, do you think? Or does it make you nervous? Um, for training, I think it does help me. It's a, it's a motivator. And it thinks about what, what, what I can work on. Seeing if I have multiple match with, matches with that person, I know I can look back and see how I improve, what I still need to work on. But... In tournaments, it's definitely nerve-wracking because you're thinking, "Oh, she beat me last time. She's probably going to beat uh, me this time." Or it's it's the score is one and one. I have to I have to get the upper hand, and it's definitely nerve-wracking. But it it also helps to motivate you to try to be better, train harder. You know. So when when you're training, how specific is your training for an opponent? If you know that you're going against these people in your bracket. Are you specifically trying to work on technique for them, or do you just kind of say, "I'm going to do my own thing and develop all of my techniques and know that my technique overall will be better than them, so we can deal with everything"? For some tournaments, it is training for uh, for that one person. If you know you're going to have them, you think you think about, "Oh, how, what which way do they fight, righty or lefty? What's their style of fighting? What's their main throw? How can I defend that?" But I try to do just general training, better my judo overall, because a lot of the times there's going to be new people in the division, new people in the bracket that you that you don't know of, and you want to be able to take any, anything that's thrown your way. You don't want to just train for a certain person beat and beat them, but not how to fight everyone else in the judo community. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to have a mix of both, especially yeah. if you're competing and fighting against the same people, but also trying to extend, like, on a national level, you're going to see new people, especially internationally, where people's judo in different countries is very different. So, yeah. And uh, what's the gym that you're training at? I don't think we actually talked about your gym at all. Uh, yeah, Kakushi Budo Institute, and okay. that's run by uh, Shintaro Higashi. Okay, and where's that at? It's on the Upper West Side on 106th Street, yeah, and Riverside Drive. 
Okay. All right. That's not too far from me. Maybe I need to take a judo class. Yeah, Here definitely. <laughs> it's really so, fun. Uh, were you at uh, another gym first, or this was pretty much the same place you've been at? Yeah, I was at a, uh, my first judo. Oh, you mentioned that you were at yeah, a different Yeah, my yes. first I'm dojo sorry. was um, Senshi Okami, and it was this really small dojo in the South Bronx. And it was run by Hector Hernandez, and it was, it was a really nice community, but after a while... Um, my dad and I saw that my future in judo was growing and I needed, you know, different experiences, better training, better, more people to train with. So we went to Kakushi Budo and it was the best, one of the best decisions we ever made, mm. <laughs> yes, hands down. And when you're there, are you training with a lot of uh, other kids or are you sometimes training with adults as well? I, well, when I first got there, I, I did the kids class. And I was a little too big and a little too advanced. So <laughs> they had me do the adult class. And I was so nervous. Because it was my first time training with, like, only adults. And they were all so good. And I was so nervous. And But after a while, I got used to it. And that's, I just hang, hang out with the adults now. <laughs> so what is it like, then, for you to be training with people that are much bigger or stronger or older than you? Is that weird for you at all? Um, at first, it was, a little, it, was, it was definitely weird. But now... I've gotten used to it. I've learned how to fight people like that, and it definitely helps my judo. If I if I'm able to throw and and put up a fight oh. against someone so much bigger, imagine what I can do against someone my age, my size. Mm -hmm. But at times, it's definitely frustrating because I'm like, oh, you're so strong, you're so big, <laughs> I can't move you, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's really frustrating, but I definitely think frustration is a good thing when you're training because it motivates you pushes you to learn how I can fix this and I like turning my frustration into fascination as um Philip nice. taught me he was um my sports sports therapist for a while and he was like frustration into fascination really helps you think about it analyze it how can you make make yourself better better rather than being angry so that's what I try to do at the dojo but everyone there is so experienced and knowledgeable it's good to be around other people who just know so much so Good, good. So um, specifically with people that are older than you, maybe not that much bigger or stronger than you, but older than you. I know for me, when I was first starting out, like I said, I was pretty young. And when I was paired up with people that were a lot older than me, it made me feel um, uncomfortable just because I was like, oh, this person is my elder, so I should just kind of uh, like bow down to everything that they say and to an extent. Um, do you, did you get a lot of that, or do you still have some of that maybe in the back of your mind, whether you uh, pay attention to it or not? Um, I don't know. I feel that... It's a tricky question. People that are older than me, I feel... Uh, I definitely do want to take their advice. They have so much more experience, but not everyone completely knows my judo mm -hmm. and knows the way I fight, so... It's important to take everything with a grain of salt, see how it works. But the person that right now I follow the most is obviously my sensei. So whatever he says goes. And <laughs> everyone else, I, I take the advice. They give really good advice. There's a lot of black belts there that are always like helping me, and I listen to everything they say. But there, I don't, I don't, I don't want to blindly, blind, blindly follow anyone because it's important to know where your judo is, where you stand. But I do, I do listen to everyone's advice because they're so knowledgeable. So, yeah. Okay. And I know your father mentioned uh, briefly about you teaching seminars as well. Have you taught at all a little bit? Um, 
Well, right now I help teach the kids class mm-hmm. at the dojo, so I do a little bit of that during the days I'm there right after school. How do you like that? It's really fun. Seeing the little kids learn judo, have so much fun. It reminds me of when I was in my old dojo and I was primi- primarily doing judo just for fun. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really competing. So it's it's good to see that and look back at at my past and they're really cute especially the little <laughs> kids they're so cute the way they run around how old are the kids um they have three classes so some of them are about five to eight the next one's like nine ten and then some of them in the kids classes the older kids classes are almost my age mm-hmm. so it's a li- it's a little weird to be <laughs> one year older than them and they have me cl- they call me sensei <laughs> but it's fun it's fun i love seeing i love helping them teaching them grow laughing with them yeah, it's a good experience, but I haven't taught any seminars, but hopefully maybe in the future I, I can do one. Okay. Yeah. So do you see a lot of teaching in your future? Do you see it's something as you might want to do, uh, like teaching adults even? Um, I would really like to teach adults. I feel, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe when I do learn a little bit more, I don't know a lot about judo right now. I still have so much to learn, so much to grow, but I think, te- I, I don't know, uh, I think teaching, spreading knowledge, giving people experiences is really fun. Helping others when they when they need it, yeah. I think that could be part of my future. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, uh, Blue, when you hear her say about all these things that she wants to do with her future, um, do you get concerned? I, I know my parents were concerned with. All right, you, you got to pick something. You, you can't you can't do everything. You have you have to focus on something. Um, do you uh, do you get concerned like that or do you think that she's the sort of person that's you know resourceful enough that she can do all those things or do you try to nudge her in maybe a specific direction like let's focus on this one thing for now these just few things no I don't think about it Tara Tara's very smart she has a bright future ahead of her and she knows where she wants and where she's going she had this attitude all the way uh, she was like Six, six years old, I kind of noticed that, the direction she was going. So I just follow her lead, and I just go, you know, go with the flow. <laughs> I don't have to tell her what to do. When, when you have, a, when you have a, a child that never, never, never needed your help for homework and always did her homework at whatever time it is, that's when you start realizing, well, this girl knows what she wants. Mm-hmm. You know, if she had a, an assignment to do, she would do it. Even if it took her to like four in the morning and sleep an hour or two and then go to school at that young age, then she, she knows what she wants. Does that scare you at all, though, at the same time that you're like, this kid is surpassing me to such an extent that, which is what you want. You always want your the, yes. the next generation to do better than you. Yes. But do you ever have that fear of like, oh, man, I'm obsolete now. Like, I'm, I'm, she doesn't need anything from me at this point. <laughs> Oh, she needs my money. <laughs> oh my god! Until she start working, you're making home money. She needs my money now <laughs> and my love. So, but no, um, no, Tara's good. No, she, uh, she knows we got her back, and we talk about all this stuff. You know, we try to guide her. Now she's in high school. We're talking about college and and preparing her for college. You know, so she's a, she's a go getter. She, she she motivates herself. So. What's that looking like for you? What's the whole college uh, outlook? I know it's very early, <laughs> freshman year. <laughs> it's I've known I've, I've wanted to go to Columbia since I was like six, in sixth grade because they have a great journalism program, and I've been sat on journalism since I was about seven. 
So mm. Columbia has been like my one, my, the thing in my in my vision. So, yeah. <laughs> good, good. So, uh, Dad, once again, uh, what when when you when you're training, do you take things that maybe you've seen her do and you try to incorporate that or do you like to ever try to pick up technique from her? No, I gotta ask her. Oh, Tara, <laughs> how you do this? How do you do this throw? You know, her judo's so strong right now. I can't keep up. Yeah, I try to. I try the dojo. I try to throw people, but but I have to think also on the person I'm trying to throw. I don't want to hurt them either. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I could learn a lot. I could learn a lot from Tara, and I'm still learning. I watch her throws and I watch her develop. And uh, yeah. I see a lot. I see her. I see her in the future teaching, or teaching in a dojo, a startup, or something. But uh, yeah, is that is that <laughs> something that you th- might think could be in the future for both of you as well? Is st- starting your own? He's always had this dream of starting his <laughs> own jiu-jitsu dojo. He's always wanted to do that. Every time we, we go by like a, a vacant lot or building, he's like, that would be a perfect jiu-jitsu gym all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my mom was like, oh, I can be like the manager working on the computer. <laughs> it's so funny. But, uh, yeah, maybe one day I could do that or be a sensei at the dojo that, I at, that I'm at. Or maybe my dad will open a gym. Who knows? And I can be a sensei there. Or just train, or teach people. Sometimes you know, who knows. <laughs> good, good. So, uh, there's as we're winding down. Um, it, it sounds like you know the, the 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 family that you have is incredibly supportive of what you do and all of your dreams, and yeah, that's great to see all what it's what it's produced, the, the the focus and the drive you have, and the maturity and determination and creativity. Um, now there's a lot of other people that have the exact opposite upbringing and that's what drives them to something like martial arts. Um, how do you think your upbringing compares to somebody that might maybe have some less than you? Do you think that that gives you an, not necessarily an advantage or a disadvantage, but a different understanding of martial arts? Um, <clears throat> I think the way that my parents raised me and the family that I have has taught me so much about appreciating the people that you have in your life, knowing how to really enjoy the moment that you're in because it only lasts so long. You don't, you, you're only with these people for a certain amount of time in your life. And I think that's taught, that's taught me to really try to do as much as I can right now because I know there's tons of people who look back and they're like, I could have done so much when I was younger. So I try to take that. I, I know that my dad's been through a lot in his life and my, my mom, that they, they didn't necessarily get to do things that they wanted. Mm-hmm. So I think their drive to have their children be the best that they can be has helped me understand that and really go out and get things in my life, be, be an ambitious person. And I think the, all the love and the support that they give me has has helped me be in sync with my emotions and my feelings, understanding what's right for me and what when my body's telling me that it's too much or that I can't do something. And I think all the people that I have in my life are here for a reason. They're here to better me. And these experiences are are, are something that I'm, I'm going to remember forever. And thanks to the way that they've raised me, the person that I've become, I can really cherish that. 
Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. I, I could have said it better myself. Wow. Dad, anything to add? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little misty-eyed over here. That was beautiful. Thank you. Uh, Lance, you got anything else to ask us? Uh, you think that's good? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, do you have anything to plug? You want to uh, talk about maybe uh, any social media you're on, Instagram, a website, uh, and um, your GoFundMe as well? Oh, yes. My Okay, well. <laughs> Start it off. Um, okay. Well, do you have the link for my GoFundMe page? We got to get the link. Okay. Yeah, uh, in the meantime, any uh, social media? Do you you just said you just started Instagram? Yeah, I right? just started an Instagram. It's private. Uh, it's Tara. If, T- if, it's, if it's private, okay, yeah. then yeah, yeah then okay, you don't have to yeah. share that one. Yeah, it's only that, for, that's for my friends and my family. So, okay. well, my dad's Instagram is. Uh, my Instagram. Yeah. He put po- he posts all my judo stuff there more than I do, so it might be good to have <laughs> a, a separate uh, social media yeah. account just for that. Yeah, especially so. because a lot of people are going to want to see your progress, especially after hearing your story and everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe that yeah. that's that's in the works. <laughs> all right, let's let's mm-hmm. make you an Instagram or a Twitter page or something like that, so you could say, "Hey, everyone, I'm competing yeah. at this place. Come see me throw some girl on her head." <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, and the the GoFundMe, um, you guys are are doing well to reaching your goal, but you still have a little bit of a ways to go. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, okay. about a thousand dollars. I think yeah. less than a, a thousand. Yeah, a little less than a okay. thousand. All right. Oh, yeah. so you're very yeah very good then. Made mm-hmm. a lot of progress. Yes. Still, we want to get that out there. Mm-hmm. And and what will um all this cover? Uh, obviously, the trip to um to pa- uh, Panama, no Ecuador. Uh, Ecuador. Yeah. Okay. It's it will cover uh the the flights to and from the hotel, the attire that we need, the geese that we need, uh, food. What else? Basically, that's it. Yeah. Any registration hotel. fees as well? Yeah. Stuff like that? I uh, think it's for Ecuador, the one in Ecuador, I think it's cheap. It's like 20 yeah. bucks. Oh, okay. Compared like to the U.S. or maybe somewhere like Japan or something or Europe, you know, 20 bucks is nothing. But the ones here, like 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And well, uh, I guess listeners, if, uh, you know, you think like, oh, well, they're pretty much there, then I'm not going to donate. <laughs> Still donate because, you know, any surplus then could be used towards um, the next yeah, tournament. Yeah, the next tournament, definitely. And then the, yes. next tournament, and the next tournament, because it mm-hmm. sounds like you're well on your way to <laughs> continuing yes. beating people up on the international <laughs> scale. Uh, did you get that link for us, Dad? Still, still on um. it. Okay. You know, well, we could always put it in the description of the uh, episode, too. Uh, in fact, that's what we normally do because people are going to be next to their phone trying to write down what the website is and <laughs> stuff. So uh, we'll put it in the uh, description of the episode, too. Uh, I want to thank you guys so, so, so much for uh, coming out here. Thank I know it's uh, pretty early you. in the morning, <laughs> and it's on a Saturday, too. So on a day you normally get to sleep in, <laughs> or I don't know, maybe you train yeah. on Saturdays. So. I sleep. Oh, sleep okay. All, sleep all day. No, you don't. You go to CrossFit. Well, well right now, now yeah, now. right now. <laughs> well, I thank you for waking up early on a day you didn't have to to come mm-hmm. out. And, Boo, thank you so much for bringing thank her you. out. Thank and you for having us. Yeah, and, and thank you for, for raising someone that is in love with martial arts and that is continuing the legacy of judo and all martial arts. Thank you. And uh, to everyone listening out there, this has been another episode of Super Opera Punch. Peace. Thank you.